the Retirement Domination Life After Work podcast with Tom Jacobs and Michelle McCormick. So it's always fun on the podcast to get different guests. And last week we had a client and a musician, which you have the most interesting clients, Tom Jacobs. You really do. I do. I'm really fortunate from all walks of life. And it's so fun to walk in your office because the team is so fun. In fact, I changed out the toilet paper today. That's how proud I am wow. to be here. That's how much I like. But you know you like a place when you're willing to change, not to just go, yeah. oh, sorry, it was the last one to use it and walk. Well, I appreciate that because I'm going to be heading down this <laughs> side. I'm glad we're loaded up. But I walked in today and there was a there's a I don't know this person who's this there's a fresh face a fresh face. this is Tan Jacobs daughter Molly Jacobs hi Molly hi welcome to the podcast Thanks. it's so great to be here today your dad's fun he is he's a lot of fun so what was it like growing oh Tom you're gonna love this interview this is gonna be fun <laughs> what was it like growing up with your dad growing up with my dad you never really knew what you were gonna get every day every day was a surprise usually a lot of fun there were a lot of times that he'd say okay get in the car and we'd say okay dad where are we gonna go no clue he also had no clue he would just get in the car start driving us around sometimes we'd end up at an ice cream shop sometimes we'd end up picking up a puppy from the side of the road and bringing it home fun Um, All sorts of things. We were just up to no good all the time. So you are, what do you do for a living? I'm a client experience coordinator at a data and analytics firm in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's that's pretty heavy duty. No small potatoes. (laughs) And I would imagine you learned some sort of work ethic from this guy. Totally. Yeah. My dad is a super hard worker and I was able to pick up on that from a very young age, just always taking advantage of time with his clients in the office, but then coming home and spending time with his family really made the best of both worlds. The story about your grandparents that your dad, which is why the reason the whole started started this whole business and Tom, your parents, you found out they lost. So my folks retired late 2000. 2007, early 2008, they lost a whole bunch of money really fast. And it was just tragic and got me thinking, hey, there has got to be a better way. And you were extremely young when right. that all happened. You don't yeah. remember that. But you do remember the time with your grandparents after they retired, right? Totally. Yes. And so what, I mean, what was that like for you with his, because he, his best friend was his father. I mean, you know, he's so close with his dad. So what was it like with your grandparents? Yeah, my sister and I were always super close with our grandparents. We would fly up from Florida. We lived in Florida growing up and spend the entire summer with them. So it was always so great to have that extra time with them when they weren't working to go do fun things, go to the pool, go up to summer camp, have activities. So it was great to have them around and have them available to spend time with us. And that's their whole life was that's what they wanted to do was spend time with their kids' kids. Oh, for sure. My dad uh, never missed a sporting event for any of his grandkids. I mean, not <laughs> one time ever, whether it's uh, a ball, ballet match. What, what's a ballet? It's not called a match. Is a performance. It? A ballet, ballet performance. <laughs> oh, it's a ballet so match. They get they Molly, kick. And uh, they, Molly yeah. was really big in theater. They never missed a theater performance. My brother had a bunch of boys playing soccer, baseball, football. Just simply never missed. I and mean, that was the greatest joy of my dad's life. That's my dad, too. He was a coach. Wasn't that fun? So um, fun. So what did you do growing up? What was your, what were you into? All throughout middle school and high school, my big thing was theater, singing, and dance. So I was super involved what? in that and all sorts of shows and performances and choir. Pretty much you'd find me on the stage. Did you get the lead or did Joni Milder take your lead when you should have gotten it? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Don't listen to me. I'm sorry. I did have a few lead roles. Yeah. What shows did you do? 
I was in Shrek the Musical and The Little Mermaid, a show called Lucky Stiff, or Curtains the Musical, if you ever heard of it, Charlotte's Web, The Wizard of Oz, all of the classics. I probably did them at one point or another. And so then did you go on to college? What did you do from high school? After high school, I went to Taylor University in Indiana and was not involved in theater or music there, but took a lot of those skills that I learned, um, public speaking, being in front of a crowd, and transitioned <laughs> them into other roles. I served in student government as the student body secretary, and then also worked in the advancement office raising money for the school. So I was able to transfer a lot of those skills. Wait, stop. You raised money for a school? I did. You help people keep their money safe? <laughs> what do you see there? Do you even, I mean, you obviously know, did you know you're related? I did, yeah. <laughs> but the, the charisma, the charismatic, you, you could say, oh, I watched my dad, but you guys are, that's kind of something that you were born with. Yeah. You got that little star factor. Everybody says we're twins. Yeah, with your personality. <laughs> yep. With your, so you went on to college. Did you know what you wanted to do right when you started or how did that? No, I had no clue. I always was interested in business, mostly because of my dad, just seeing him own businesses for my whole life. So kind of started as a business major and then transitioned into public relations because I love people, which so does he. So that worked out great. And then just graduated this past May and started my first job. Congrats. Thank Congratulations. you. What is that like watching your daughter graduate from college? It's weird. Oh, it is so weird. weird. Yeah. So my oldest daughter lives in Chicago. She weighs about 100 pounds, living in the murder <laughs> capital of the world. <laughs> Probably will never come home from Chicago because she just loves the wow. the vibe and the scene. Yeah. And then now Molly graduates. She gets a great job. Now she's in Indianapolis, you know, a great big city. It's like, what happened? These kids leave us. <laughs> they leave us. That is that what they do. It's not cool. I mean, I invested all this time and money and effort in Molly. I've turned her into a what could be a machine here at Jacobs Financial. <laughs> and she leaves. Do you did you ever at any point because watching your dad, I mean he I imagine because they were he was in the real estate business right. and then this do you ever think, oh I I want to work for my dad's business. Am I allowed to ask that? Yeah. Yeah. So he's been trying to get me to intern for him all throughout college. I never did. <laughs> did all, everything else you can imagine. And then he's asked me to, for, to work for him now. And it's not that I'm not interested. It's more that I'm not ready. I think I need to go spread my wings, do my own thing, and then maybe come back one day. It's like being a rock musician's kid. Like you don't want the kit. You want to do it on your own. Right. I think so. I mean, I, I think if Molly decides this is something she'd like to do, she would be brilliant she would just crush it yeah. um, but you can't you can't force your kids to do what you want them to do they got to find it out on their own and she's gonna find out this is a cool place to be <laughs> and she'll probably end up here but we gotta let her figure that out yeah the thing uh that you and you must know this about your dad but if not i'm here to share it with you i when i met your dad i walked in very skeptical that's ah, a guy from tv <laughs> all right i'll tell him. he's the billboard guy yes the billboard guy and i'm like and he's like yeah what else and i'm like in this and he goes yeah and then i went Oh my gosh, he's sincere. Like he's a real thing. person. <laughs> he is. He's very um because a lot of people who are trying to sell you something right. are salesmen. Yeah. And while he's great, the beauty of this kind of what your dad's doing is he really is helping people. And I feel that vibe from you too. I feel like you would be one of those like you help the student body, you help the and I feel like you could head up a nonprofit or because <laughs> you're a people person. Yeah. And your dad has this thing where if you what is to explain this about the open hand? This is the more you give, the more you get is basically the story of the open open hand. Yeah. Yeah. And so to make the decision to not want to come to work here, but still it doesn't mean there's, there's no disrespect. It's just, you just want to go off and do your own thing. Totally. I think I have some things to learn and probably be better to learn it, not from my dad right away and then hard. come back. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is, it is hard because you want, you know, and you want to be objective, but 
She's your, I don't want to say baby girl, but she's your baby girl, dad. And she needs to be here. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I mean, if you look, it is a really, it is the most amazing team. It's a lot of fun. And I'll tell you, and you have it better coming up in the business world than even I did. And what I mean by that is I worked in a male dominated industry in radio and to see, uh, and I would imagine the money world has been a male dominated industry and to see that your dad promotes women and hires women. Yeah. And I mean, that to me is, uh, it's amazing. And you you have to know this about your dad if you walk up and down here. And so it's not just, oh, I want my daughter here. It's, I want this. It, It is pretty great to see. Right. It's rare. Well, women are better. Way better. <laughs> I mean, we're better. We know so, more. Yeah. That's the only thing about having her in here. She might super, you know, she might. She might take over. Yeah, she might. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Though. You never know. Ten years, I'm going to take over the place. Would you say that you got your... Uh, public speaking and I was from him or he got his from you? Well, I think we were both born with it. Like you said, you can't really just wake up one day and become the best public speaker. But I would definitely say a lot of my mannerisms are from my dad and my character and just how I act and talk to other people is exactly the same as him. And I'm not even the one who usually notices it. It's my friends. They came home with me from school and they're like, oh my gosh, you're just like your dad. And I don't even notice it. So I think we're just both kind of born the Uh, same. Yeah. Well, I'm what they call it too. It's like daddy girl, which I, that's so, um, that's so a 1979 thing to say, but I was too a daddy's girl. Like I'm a lot like my dad, the same goofy personality. And totally. Yeah. I can see it. I can see <laughs> it with you. And, um, is there, so you had to feel like a fortunate to have, look at this is the big question. Okay. Tell me everything that went wrong with no, <laughs> no. Um, but let me ask you this. When you got in trouble, were you ever in trouble? I mean, did you mm. get like in trouble? Like, was he a heavy hand or was he, I, my dad is not really, he was never good at disciplining my sister or I because he's the fun parent. And so maybe we did something wrong and he'd be like, oh, well, it's okay. You want to go out in the boat? <laughs> and so he was maybe more the person we went to to have fun rather yeah. than get disciplined. He's a fisherman. Do you fish with him? I don't fish with him, but I ride around and lay in the sun and get sunburnt with him Perfect. while he fishes. Has she ever uh, brought a date home that you, is there a story? Story there. I mean, that you ever. There's not a, a specific story. She's brought a lot of people home, and <laughs> I don't like any of them. Um, <laughs> is, really, is the truth. I mean, just really nice people, but they're not good. They're not good enough for Molly. <laughs> um, I also feel like maybe your house was maybe the fun house when your dad was home. Oh, yeah. You know, playing Mario Kart, sitting out in the hot tub, going to play mini golf. We were always doing fun But things. I bet all your friends liked your dad. Oh, yeah. They like still do. Yeah. They still Way do. Way more than the mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they still do. They always want to come over and hang out. That's how my friends were. How's your dad? How's t-? And I'd be so mad because I'd be like, come on in, you guys. Where's your dad? Like that's Right. How. I have friends still who will dog sit for my dad while I'm at college. They still live in Grand Rapids. <laughs> and they like, <laughs> they like to take pictures in my house in my room and say, I'm hanging out with your parents more than you. I'm like, okay. Thank you. Thanks. I get it. Um, was there a point, because I feel like two schools of thought. I feel like your dad would do, we're talking about you like you're not here, Tom Jacobs. We're with Molly Jacobs, Tom's daughter. I feel like he would 
like when it came to wanting a car, he made sure you had a car, he made mm-hmm. sure. But I, but there had to be, you had to get a work ethic somewhere. Like I would imagine he made you work. Totally. Like, did you have a job growing up or did you? I did have a job in high school, but I think the thing about my dad that I learned that he's all about work hard, play hard. So <laughs> we'll work really hard during the day and get everything done. But once it's time to be done, we are out having fun and we're not working anymore. What was your first job? My first job was working in a grocery store. I was a grocery bagger and I rolled in the carts. It was horrible. Hated it. (laughs) Six months and I was out of there. But you did it. I did it. Okay. I did it. My dad would come and give me a tip. If I brought the groceries out to his car. Did you ever have to go to her boss? What do you think she needs more hours? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't have to lay the heavy hand down. You didn't have to do that. What about school-wise? I feel like you were probably a pretty good student, too. I mean, was there ever a time, like a parent-teacher conference situation? I'm looking for trouble here. (laughs) I'm telling you, I never really got into trouble. Never had a parent-teacher conference issue. Kind of just did my work. Got in, got out. You're lucky. I mean, I'm going to tell you because there are... I, I, am t- I have a good kid. I have one. We stopped at one because he's great. I mean, because I good thought, job. I'm afraid of the second one. But there are people our age time who have kids who've been, you know, in and out of jail, in problems. It's a, hard, it's a tough world to be a good kid in. I, I think it's to tough to be a kid, a kid in this world today. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different world. When, yeah. when I was growing up, when you were growing up, you know, you come inside when the streetlights are on. Come on. That's um, 100%. That, today, yeah. um, I guess you engage with your parents when your battery runs out on your iPhone. I mean, it's just a different game. Um, So as Molly was growing up, I was real mindful of, you know, I don't want all these outside influences and all this stuff. I mean, she grew up with an iPhone in her hand and, you know, I didn't have an iPhone till, gosh, I don't know, I'm well into my 30s or 40s. Oh, sure. um, Yeah. Being a parent is really tough in this world, but I was so fortunate that both my girls um, really focused on school, did great, had outside activities, had good friends, um, and so far so good. They've turned out okay. Um, when you, is it, a di- it is a different world coming up where you, how you came up. There's that extra pressure of social media and social and you're not good enough and you're not, I mean, do you, did you feel that pressure? Cause we didn't, we didn't have, if you weren't good enough, you got punched in the playground and that was it. It was over. Yeah. You might get, mm-hmm. might not get picked first for the kickball team. Like that was it. That's oh, about as bad as it gets. So embarrassing too, when you didn't get kicked first. That's why I was always the captain. <laughs> uh, right. Seriously. Right. You were the picker. But, <laughs> but is that like, did you feel that coming up and do you, or do you think, no, it was all, you know, we, I had good friends. I had a good, healthy. Yeah. I think it's all about balance. So growing up, I was on social media, did have a phone, like my dad said, probably since I was 10 years old, but at the same time was always very encouraged to be super involved in things at school. My dad was my soccer coach growing up for all the years of my life and then went right into theater and music and dance and never really had time to just sit on my phone. I was at school from three o'clock until when school ended until nine o'clock when I went home and did my homework and went to bed and did it all over again. So I think it's more just about bringing that energy into other things that you're doing and not getting focused on social media and comparing yourself to others. You did good. (laughs) I mean, or you lucked out. Yeah, I think luck is more. I think being the coach thing, though, have your day because that's a big deal. He probably just said, oh, they need somebody to be a coach. I like soccer. I know soccer. But the... 
right my dad just had his 90 90th birthday and people came to see him um on his 90th birthday that he had coached over the years wow. and when you're a coach it takes a special person like you're a mentor you're a, and i you probably didn't yeah. oh it's just my dad but that's pretty because people who you coach i mean he left a lasting influence um on those people as well totally. and that's pretty a great yeah he was fun as a coach he was the funny one he'd wear his floppy hat out in the field so he could tell all the kids and parents you know where to find me i'm the one with the big hat right in the middle probably a bright orange t-shirt so he was fun to have as a coach made us better players but also just had us over to do fun things at the house pool parties trophies awards going out for pizza the fun guy yeah he brought the relationships into that as well so at the point when in 2008, when your dad decided to completely change careers, and it was a slow build, was that you were so young because you were growing up yourself, you were doing your own thing. But now when you sit here and you look in this office and look back, what do you think? Like, what do you say? Like, it's pretty amazing or... It is. Yeah, I was only seven years old when that happened. So this is pretty much all I've known. But seeing him build his business has been so sweet and so fun. and just an encouragement to me as well. Like, you can start small and grow and just become bigger and bigger and be successful. You have to know how amazing it is because how many business what's the percentage of businesses that fail when they start something like 40 percent? it's ridiculous oh, i think it's higher than that it's huge yeah. where did you start the business in florida i, I was, mean I was, in, a, in a bedroom in, a, in an office at yeah. home is yeah, that where in, you were in my master bedroom yeah <laughs> on a card table their bathroom right there i gotta have that yeah, i had a bathroom close by <laughs> fridge not good. far that's yeah. why right. i have to have that yeah so you started there, and then how long before you had brick and mortar you had? Oh, well, at the time, we had a real estate business in Florida, so I had a desk in that yeah. office, yeah. which was brick and mortar. But really, um, once moving back to Grand Rapids and really helping my mom and dad, that was the catalyst that then we needed office space, hired the first employee, then the second, then the third, and then I just kind of took off from there. Yeah. I mean, and again... Molly, if you walk in up and down these halls, everybody here, which is a testament, and it is, it's a testament to your dad. It really is. I, I know we've been talking all about how great your dad is, but no, <laughs> but, but it is a testament when you, that everybody feels, everybody gels here and everybody right. feels like family here. Totally. And it, it is true, right? I mean, do you, you have to feel close to the people. I don't know how often you get back to town. How, how often do you get to come and I probably come into the office only a few times a year, especially since I've been in college, just so busy and not in the state. But whenever I'm here, everybody's so excited, so happy to be here. It's not a remote job. Like everybody comes into the office Mm -hmm. and they want to. Yeah. They come in, have lunch together, go on their trips together. Everybody's just great friends. And now when you left college, did you have roommates? How, what's your living situation now? Yes. I'm living with one of my best college friends now, downtown Indianapolis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's all worked out. And you just, how long have you been at your job? One month. Okay. Just and started. Did you help her decide on this job or did she take it and then tell you, dad, I got this gig? Exactly. The, the latter. Yep. I had <laughs> nothing to do with it. You want to do your own thing for a minute, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. Yes. I told her not to take the job and get your ass up he here did. to Grand Rapids. No. Any job yeah. I told him I was interviewing for, he said, okay, well, you can just call them right now. Tell them you have a counter offer and you're going to come work for Jacob's Financial. Wouldn't it be great to have her here every day? It'll, I mean, it'll happen. I mean, it'll, it'll happen. happen. <laughs> my, my my son is in Colorado and I a miss him every day and B he is now doing um, marketing which is so this is a full circle moment he's got a business degree and I thought he never thought he'd do marketing for this chains of ace hardware and he actually called me and said mom I'm writing radio commercial spots and I'm like ah, he's asking for my advice so that it's such a big deal to watch our kids grow up like this and we want them to come around us so 
Right. You'll be here, right? Well, it's fun. I'm here right now. My job is remote, so I'm here working with my dad today just to be here this week. So that is an added bonus. Well, thank you for joining us today on a podcast. I know I totally grilled you. <laughs> no, thanks for having me. And it's we'll fun. get to the like, okay, wait, you have to leave us with one final thing. What's one thing that you got away with behind your dad's back that he doesn't know happened? Ooh. Um, <laughs> yes. This is maybe bad to say on the air, but <laughs> no, one time in high school, my grandparents were both out of town and I was cat sitting, their cat named Oreo. And I threw a rager in their house. Nobody knows about that, probably besides my sister to this day. You didn't know? Not a clue. You had a party? At your, did you clean at up? Gra- oh, yeah. It was spotless. Better than they left it. <laughs> it was just great. And all my friends over at my grandparents. What's the definition of a rager? <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? You want to take this one? Lots of people, lots party. of fun. We yep. would call it a kegger in our day. Yeah. A kegger. Right. That's what we call <laughs> parties a kegger yeah yeah don't tell them hopefully my grandma doesn't listen to this oh lord you know your grandma's going to be listening to this let's get her on the phone <laughs> sorry grandma molly jacobs thank you for joining us today tom she's lovely not bad no you did okay you did not a nice bad. job join us we'll be back next week with another podcast subscribe to the retirement domination life after work podcast and leave a review we'd love to hear from you Jacobs Financial Services offers insurance and annuity products. All guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. We do not provide investment, tax, or legal advice and are not affiliated with any government agency.